pub scene where they had all the creepy crawlies. Remember all those weirdos? Long ago, in a galaxy far, far away, the Star Wars saga began, and Kenner continues the excitement. Star Wars figures. The Empire Strikes Back turns to the Jedi. Welcome to the Star Wars Collector's Archive Podcast. It's the Cast. Newest news on the oldest toys, from bubble bath to belt buckles. 12 packs to 2 packs. New boss, Alien Bounty Hunter. From the, from the, from the, from the, from the Star Wars collection. Watch out, We bring the world of vintage Star Wars memorabilia alive with informative features and personal collecting stories. Offer expires December 31st, 1979. An Octavito with Tempest Gun. The Supreme Master, the Emperor. Brought to you by the Star Wars Collector's Archive. The SWCA.com. With your hosts, Sky Payne, Steven Chewbacca, 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 and Stephen B. Denley. I've got you now, Ben Kenobi. Star Wars, early bird certificate packet, new from Kenner. Kenner's Wumpa Wumpa, everybody. Welcome to the Kivecast for September 2011. Yeah, we're, we're, we're coming in right at the very end here. This is, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm a professor and, and Steve's a student, so this is by far the worst month ever. Yeah, it's been a little, a little nuts, <laughs> but we're we're happy to have our our space freaks with us here. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, we uh, let's see. It worked. Yeah, you know, last month we got three calls on the Wampa line. Sweet, awesome. The problem is they were all from people named Chris. I, so <laughs> anybody yeah. can call P O K U T Wampa. That's seven six five eight eight nine two six seven two. So anyone can call, but it's Chris Chorgulius, Chris Fabutica, and Chris Beanie. And so, uh, but we'll, we'll we'll get to most of those later. Uh, okay. Or you can email us at uh, kivecast at gmail dot com. So uh, let's get into the movie thoughts, Steve. All right, I've been I've been wondering what you're going to pull with this. Well, you know, unfortunately, I don't know what it is, but Obi Wan is just going to get the short shrift this month. Because oh, uh, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> even gonna, I'm not even going to talk about him. Okay. Uh, part of me feels like everything's been said, you know, the whole, like, certain point of view. Yeah, um, that's true. But actually, what I want to talk about came from a viewing of the movies. We're, we're going to talk about uh, the Blu-ray. Okay. Um, but my son pointed out a line that was curious. So I'm going to give you a line from the original trilogy, and I'm just going to see if, out of context, you can immediately place it. Are you ready? Uh, as ready as I can be, yeah. All right. Patience, my friend. Hmm. Okay, hold on a second. Uh, the first thing that I think of is is uh, Yoda, but I don't know if that's right. Well, you know, it does make sense because the Jedi preach patience. Yeah, it seems like it was something he said to him when he was cooking him his stew. Right. But is that is that right? I don't know. I could be totally off. No, it's an emperor line. Emperor. Oh, <laughs> so, damn, I'm absolutely opposite of Yoda. Okay. That, that's that's why <laughs> my son was like, he's like, Poppy? Why is the Emperor saying that you should have patience? Don't the Jedi have patience and the Sith don't have patience? <laughs> and, wow. Uh, yeah, for, for a six-year-old, he's turning into quite a fanboy. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, yeah. I, just, I just love that, that if you take that line out of context. Patience, my friend. You know, it's yeah. like the absolute You're opposite. Totally of the opposite. Emperor. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's, been, it's been a pretty good month. I think before we get to the news, I'll get to a couple personal things. Okay. Um, it it was my birthday, and uh, that's right. That's uh, on, right. On the thirteenth, and I went to a, a Red Sox game. It was the the last good moment of the season for the Red Sox. 
Um, <laughs> it was it was Tim Wakefield's 200th win, and I drove to Boston and drove back on the same day, and that's a, a eight hour drive, so it was pretty crazy. Dang. But uh, my brother, who's also he listens to the Kivecast now. My brother Amos, not Lobart. Um, he doesn't collect Star Wars, Steve, but. Uh, well, he does a little bit. He has a little Luke Jedi focus that I helped him with at one point and kind of like really pushed him, and then it grew, and it's pretty nice now. Yeah. But, but you know, he's not a hardcore collector, but he listens to it because uh, I'm so bad at responding to my my me- it's like my messages. He's like, I just like hearing from you sometimes, Sky. <laughs> oh, man, that's bad. But uh, anyways, he made me a painting. I'm going to put up a picture of it. Um, so it's, I think it's, it's a- uh, sweet. Yeah, it's a, it's a painting of Chewbacca as a Red Sox catcher, and uh, there's sort of a, a double meaning to it, um, which I don't even know if he intended, but my first collection, I was nine years old. I had a Carlton Fisk museum in my closet. Right, right. And uh, and he made, like, the little sign for it, and it had, you know, eight baseball cards. It was it was nothing, but uh, it's kind of a, a nice a nice full circle. Yeah. And and then beyond that, Steve, I got myself two birthday gifts. Uh oh. And they're, they're both vintage related. So uh, they have to be. <laughs> they have they have to be, or else I'm going to be talking about them. Um, <laughs> so the one thing that I got is a three pack. So Ooh. you know about three packs, right? But I got the modern three pack, Steve. Ah. Did you did you know they made this? I are these the ones that are they're like in really big boxes. See that um, that's the one I knew about from Okay, oh this is a different Kmart. one. But this is, you know, because so for those of you that don't know, in uh 78, I guess, they they maybe it was 79, might have been later in the line, they released three pack figures of characters and they grouped them all by themes. And for the most part they all fit well together except for my favorite one. Which is, of course, the Android set. Yeah. The cyborg Chewbacca. Yes, which contains C-3PO, R2-D2, and Chewbacca. Um, and I, I love the text. The team, This team of comrades battles side by side with the rebel forces in a struggle against the Galactic Empire. But yeah, it's a Target exclusive, and I don't have an actual three-pack because they're too expensive. Um, but it's the same colors, it's the same figures, just the modern version. And it's like the same size, you know, the same depth, and oh, it's awesome. Anyways, it, it's twenty bucks, but as far as all of the the modern remake stuff that came out, uh, I think that's that's right at the top of the list for me. Definitely, but that's not all, Steve. Oh, <laughs> and and this is only tenuously related to to vintage, but uh, <laughs> I know a lot of our listeners have kids out there, and I did not know this book came out. Steve, you you have nephews, right? I do. I have one nephew, and I have a little brother, too. Well, well, the world's best Star Wars kids book just came out. Oh, yeah? And it's called How to Speak Wookiee. Have you seen this? No. No, I have not. All right, so the illustrations are by Jake. He's the guy who did the uh, Celebration 5 lanyards. Okay. So he's got that kind of cool style. Yeah. And and it's got this awesome sound machine with ten (laughs) different chewy sounds. <laughs> oh man! And what it does is it provides, like it's it pretends to be a phrase book for different situations. So you know it, <laughs> it translates everything that he says, and it's really funny. And uh, it's just 
unbelievable. It's really I couldn't. I mean, I hadn't heard of it, and I was there. I was there in BJ's with my whole family, and you know, whatever, getting bulk packs of toilet paper, uh, and and then I see this thing. I'm like. And my kids started playing with it, and I thought they had the only one. I'm like, stop, stop touching it. It's mine. It's mine. <laughs> um, but anyways, inside it has a a baby Wookiee. It's kind of a meta moment playing with a vintage Chewbacca figure. Whoa. Um, I mean, you know, it's it's a rough drawing. Um, okay. But then one is uh, later, you see Yoda carrying a Empire Strikes Back lunchbox. Huh. So again, two kind of meta vintage references. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I had to I had to fit those in there somehow. Yeah, that's that is awesome. That's I don't have to see this thing. Yeah, no, it's good. We, we bought two copies like right off the bat. That, that's how that's how you know my <laughs> wife's great. She's like, "You're going to get two, right?" And I'm like, "Absolutely." <laughs> <laughs> no, good not, deal. Yeah. So I think with that, we're finally ready for the news, Steve. Unless you have any uh, random stories you'd like to tell about yourself. Uh, uh, no, no. I think uh, I think I'm good. Uh, nothing too exciting. So. <laughs> All right. Oh, I, I will say that's the one thing my brother said, Steve, uh, when, in listening. Um, What's you know, that? Well, he doesn't know you, and he doesn't really know of you, but he's like, yeah. he's like, man, you, you sure tease him a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, it's it's kind of our dynamic. He's like, no, it works, you know, because you come across as so unlikable, and he seems so nice. <laughs> I'm like, that's the plan. Yeah. Oh, little do they know. Yeah, little, little, do, they little know. do they know. All right, cool. Let, let's hit the news, Steve. <laughs> Watch out! It's Kenner's news. It's Kenner's news. Uh, have you noticed that the uh, the news drop has been getting shorter and shorter each month? <laughs> Pretty soon it's just going to be like news, and here we are. Anyway, Steve, I- I've been talking a lot. Let's uh, let- let's hear the news. What- what's at the top of our news cycle, Steve? So I would say that probably the biggest deal that's uh, got everyone flustered over the last couple months or you know, maybe month and a half is the, the Blu-rays and all the, uh, the controversy that's, that's coming with those. Now, I I decided I wasn't going to buy them. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I decided to wait um, just because I just, I don't know. I haven't, I don't watch the films as much as I'd like to anymore. And if I do, I'd rather, I'd rather just wait and see if they uh, eventually put the originals out there on on blu-ray but who knows but uh yeah no, i not, don't know not only did i buy the blu-rays i bought a blu-ray player to watch for the blu-rays, the blu-rays. <laughs> uh yeah see <laughs> i don't think you're alone there <laughs> but I, i'm just unapologetic like i know because you know i collect vintage and i'm supposed to be you know some kind of whatever but i'm just like i don't <laughs> care man i will anything lucas releases i will buy every yeah. single time with no complaints <laughs> and he yeah. really tested it with the with the vader Dude, saying no i mean that's... i mean I, when i first saw that i i just i started kind of just laughing i'm like is that is that real yeah <laughs> i just i wasn't sure if they were kidding or but i, I don't know it's gotten to that point where to me it's it's almost just kind of it's kind of a joke <laughs> but, yeah uh, yeah i, I mean, don't know I mean, my general theory is, you know, he's the artist and he can do what he wants. Um, and boy, if that if that doesn't turn people off, oh that, man! To me, though, <laughs> to me, the bigger deal—well, not a bigger deal, because that's my favorite scene, maybe oh, yeah. in movie that, history. That's a pretty big deal, man. <laughs> um, but is the blinking Ewoks? 
Yeah, yeah. It's not bad. It's just really distracting because, like, <laughs> you just sit there staring at those eyes, just like, okay, right. I know you're going to blink. I know, are you going to blink? Like, I'm watching the fight scenes. I'm like, are they blinking? Yeah, are they oh, going to blink? You're looking for all those little ones in the background, trying to see what they're doing. And, right. Uh, it just seems like it's stuff to try and distract you when you're watching it now. <laughs> right. That's, that's the way I, I feel about it. But uh... Oh, but Steve, <laughs> I mean, it's worth it for for the deleted scenes alone. Oh, I know. I and mean, that, That's the one thing that's killing me is all the, all the extras just seem pretty outstanding so not only that steve but like at least like good five or six minutes of b-wing pilot outtake are you serious well they're they're like film they're some kind of black and white so you can't quite figure out but they okay they have like outtake reels of people who are practicing to be in the death star run oh man but it's great because like they're getting their lines fed to them and the best is i believe it's this old woman b-wing pilot like she Sweet. looks like she's I mean, an old woman. Yeah, oh. she's an old woman pilot. I believe she's a B viewing, but she has no idea what she's <laughs> saying. She's like targeting, targeting <laughs> S foils in. Okay, I'm I'm hit. It's the star of death. It's it's so funny. Oh, oh man, I'm gonna have to get my hands on these somehow just for that. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> killer. Yeah, no, it's it's it's. A, I mean, I I think it's worth it, but that's just because you know I. As far as I'm concerned, I will – if he released them again next week and just said, this is different, <laughs> you know, it's a new box, I'd get it. It's just a – Be all over it. Yeah. yeah it, it's a principle <laughs> thing. Yeah. I hear you. But, uh... what, what else is in the news, Steve? <laughs> well, uh, I'm sure a lot of uh, listeners are trying to get used to the new Rebel Scum forums. I, uh, yes. I was – I kind of didn't realize that the change was coming so quick. I mean, I should have, seeing as they've been kind of talking about it for a long time. I right. still was... – I woke up the next day. I'm like, oh, whoa! What happened to the? What's going on? Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It's uh, I'm I'm still getting used to it, but uh, it's interesting, I guess. Uh, well, Steve, what do you, what, mean, how do you how do you uh, feel about the the new change? I mean, they're not our sponsors, man. We can hate it if we want, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, I I don't hate it. There's things that I liked about the old way that. Like, what I liked about it before was it was a little bit more austere. Like, I liked that you couldn't have an icon that was more than 50 by 50. Right, Because, right. like, I'm on a lot of other forums, and I just I just think it's like, you, who needs a big signature? Who needs a big... Yeah. A big, yeah. you know, like... So, I mean, the way it looks is fine, and whatever, I'll get used to it, and it's not going to be a yeah. big problem. But yeah. they're definitely not changes... That change, I don't like. I really yeah. like the yeah. small icon, because it's... Yeah. There's something about that restriction that that makes it more pleasant to to look at. Yeah, the the, the whole private message thing totally threw me for a loop too. Because I I don't think I've deleted one message since I originally signed up with right with Rebel Scum. So I had like five thousand things, and I just said, well, I guess I'll just uh, put them in a text file and, and delete them. <laughs> I didn't really know what else to oh, do. Oh wait, but... are they all gone now? Well, no, no. If you still have them. Um, they're there, but in order for you to receive any new ones, you pretty much have to get it down to 250 from what oh I understand. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. So, um, so I, I did that, but I, I'm taking these, you know, archiving classes and it just, it like made me all paranoid about, oh my God, I need this. <laughs> I'm going to need to trace back this one email from three years ago. I'm like, oh my God, I went crazy. But, uh, yeah, so it's something to get used to. For sure, but I, I think the combination of this and the Blu-rays is making me feel like a grumpy old man. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, things used to be. Vader didn't say no. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, well, well, Steve, I've uh, I haven't talked with you about this, 
Um, but we have something of a, of a, of a scoop here. Really? So, you know, I've been thinking a lot about Celebration 6, right? So yes. Celebration 1 was 1999, Episode 1. Celebration 2, Episode 2, 2002. Celebration 3, 2005, Episode 3, right? Then right. after then, it was kind of tough to find a pretext to have a, to have a celebration. Right. So in 2007, they had the 30th anniversary of Episode 4. Right. Then the 30th anniversary of Episode 5. But what yep. is 2012, Steve? What could they possibly be celebrating? Uh, my one thought the other day was instead of celebrating Return of the Jedi, they figured they might as well get another celebration in before the world ends. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> uh, you know, that way it gets in before December or whatever. Um, right. That's no, a good I don't point. know. I don't know. What do you, what do you have in mind? Well, the one possibility is the 10th anniversary of episode two, but I don't, I don't, I don't think that deserves I don't a convention. see people clamoring for that. No. But I no. did a little bit of research, Steve. Uh-oh. It turns out it's vintage-related. Ah. It is the 30th anniversary of the expiration date of the Forlom mail-away offer. <laughs> that is what it's all about. I guess Lucas that, is, is waiting is... to, like, they're going to wait till closer to announce it to everybody. Um, <laughs> but I figured it out. Like, I did a little bit of sleuthing, and I looked in the back of all the card backs, and it was August 31st, 1982, just one wow. week after Celebration. So oh, I figure the whole theme is going to be red and yellow, and there's going to be tons of you know everything's going to be all forlom or zuckus <laughs> or whatever you want to call them. Oh and, my goodness! Uh, yeah, so isn't that I cool, Steve? Yeah, that's convention worthy. Uh, who's that? Is it Kevin? That's a forlom collector. I mean, he's got to be the the guest of honor. For exactly, that. he's got to be he's the guest of it. honor. But uh, <laughs> in all seriousness, space freaks. Uh, I don't know if you are on board, but I think this is a funny thing to say. Because <laughs> why not, right? Like we could, you know, if we if you make stuff for Celebration Six, make it that horrible red and yellow of, of that Forlom offer. Oh, that's but, awesome! Yeah, I, so I like that. That that's uh, that's that that's the, the the company line. That's the Kivecast line. So uh, great. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, and then I mean, I think sometimes with our with our news stuff, it's not so much news as it is olds. It's like just finding old yeah. stuff. Yeah, exactly. Digging up old stuff. And uh, <laughs> someone sent me this link to uh, to the the British TV show from the eighties. Have you had a chance to look at this yet, Steve? Yeah, it's the uh, it's Jim will fix it, right? Right, Jim will fix it. Which <laughs> I don't know why I, it sounds I, gross I, to me, but yeah. <laughs> Anyways, it's a it's a kids show. And uh, we'll play you a clip in a second. But uh, basically what happens is some kid won a prize in England. And what did he get to do, Steve? He got to go visit the set of Dagobah. But the weird thing about it to me is that they can't quite seem to decide whether or not he's actually going into Star Wars, the the thing, or right. Star Wars, the movie set. It's kind of right. like a weird parallel universe thing that, uh, I don't know, it's very Roger Rabbit-ish to me. Right. And... <laughs> I, I had a thought while watching this because the kid looks petrified the whole time. But <laughs> he does. <laughs> like before the days of YouTube, you know, and, and all that. Can you imagine, like, trying to tell the story and have someone not believe you? Be like, <laughs> yeah, I went to Dagobah, I met Luke Skywalker, I had a picnic that R2D2 made for me. You yes. know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's the greatest thing that would ever happen to you. Like that yes. kid. I mean, I don't. I mean, I hope he's alive and well in a way, but part of me hopes he died right after that because <laughs> you're just not going to get better than because he wasn't Mark uh, Hamill. He was Luke, and he got right. to eat a picnic with Luke on Dagobah. 
Was it? You know what thing I didn't notice was isn't that like that weird looking astronaut food in that little tray? <laughs> no, no, it was, uh, it was like a full like you know, hey, hey, boo boo, like picnic basket. Okay, gotcha, man. I, <laughs> I couldn't remember. It's been a while since I've seen it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, so so we'll play you a little uh, a little clip. This is one thing to keep in mind, uh, Steve. Have you ever noticed that Mark Hamill sounds a lot like Mark Wahlberg? <laughs> You know, I did kind of pick it up a little bit. Take a listen to this clip and imagine that it, that's Mark Wahlberg. All he right. could actually be the new Luke, man. You never know. Yeah, so so here's, here's a short clip. Sometimes I know I have trouble, too, because I went to school on Tatooine. Remember the desert planet? There's one thing I want to ask you, because I'd like to ask everybody this question. Uh, some people have favorite parts, you know, in Star Wars. And hopefully they'll have favorite parts in Empire Strikes Back. You know, one person might like that pub scene where they had all the creepy crawlies. Remember all those weirdos? What was your favorite part? Uh, when? Oh, when we, the Princess Leia and Luke swung on the rope. I liked that too. It was a lot of fun. I was pretending I was Robin Hood and everybody, all, all the heroic guys rolled into one character. That was fun. So like I always say, Steve, uh, there's a lot of things to like about that little quote. Yeah, I, I love when he calls them all those weirdos. Yeah, <laughs> it's just oh man. I, I wrote There's down the little, I wrote down the whole quote. He calls it the pub scene with all the creepy crawlies. You remember all those weirdos? <laughs> uh, you, you could tell he'd been living in England because he called it a pub, and then yep. the creepy crawlies. Yep. And the, the kid gives him nothing. We'll include a link to it, but the kid gives him nothing. He probably had an easier time, like, acting with that snake that was in his engine. Right. It was unbelievable. Uh, and so then, uh, and then after that, as if that wasn't enough, the kid gets magically beamed back to the talk show where he talks to this creepy British Captain Kangaroo. And uh, uh, all of a sudden... The Imperial March comes out, and what Star Wars character comes out to greet him, Steve? Do you remember? It's not Darth Vader. It's, no. Uh, <laughs> good old Chewbacca. It's Chewbacca. And what I was thinking, this is probably the first time most people had ever heard the Imperial March. Cause right. Because it was before right. Empire. Before the movie came out, yeah. Right. So I could just see some guy be like, oh, he put some Star Wars music on then. You know? <laughs> and he's right. put that on. And, uh, yeah, I, as always... I don't know what happened to the bandolier strap. I don't know when Chewie travels. <laughs> like, when that costume traveled on the Muppets and on this. He, he just uh, decided just, to leave the ammo behind. He's huh? just stark naked. And he even yeah. kind of, he's even kind of covering his privates if you watch him. Like, you can tell he feels a little bit uncomfortable. Right. And then of all the ironies, what does he do? He gives the kid a medal. Oh my goodness, that's right. Uh. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And and the the host accuses him of eating little girls. Uh. Yes, I remember that. That was a kind of an odd detail. Yeah. So, anyways, ch check that out. That's definitely a piece of a vintage uh, a vintage collectible of the YouTube sort. That's not worth anything, but is is worth checking out. It's priceless, man. It's great. Right, what else you got, Steve? Um, let's see. Well, there was the uh, the new eBay Star Wars site, which uh, I, I came across the other day. I guess they're kind of doing a new marketing campaign where they have a whole section of their website that's only Star Wars stuff. So I don't know if it really works better for, for searching and all that, but um, interesting nonetheless. It kind of seems like it's tying with the whole Star Wars is everywhere phase again. It's uh, Right, but, you know. And they even have like a little three-pack... Uh 
Yeah, like I was yeah, just that's, mentioning. I like that. They, uh, they used the, uh, the old, was it the old three pack to kind of use the image for the action figure section? I could remember. Yeah, it was well, yeah, yeah, it was for the, the collectible section. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay. And, um, I guess they also had a, there was a charity auction going on. I don't know if that's still ongoing, but, uh, I know one of the prizes was, was dinner with, uh, three key filmmakers from the Bay Area. <laughs> oh, uh, right. Did you hear about that? It was it was yeah, Lucas, it was Lucas Coppola, Coppola and uh who was the third one? Uh, I don't remember. But uh, uh yeah. that just seems like it would be kind of odd. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it'd be it'd be weird just not yeah. knowing who to talk to and <laughs> yeah. yeah, and actually uh speaking of auction, Steve, um we uh we have a correspondent from the, the Boba Fisher auction that took place. Excellent. So in case you didn't hear episode 19, because we are now officially in the double-double digits, um, right. we, uh, we talked about Boba Fisher, uh, who is a, a great collector of Star Wars, and uh, our very own Chris Jorgulius. Uh, he went out to the auction with a bunch of other folks, and he recorded, uh, and he, he went, and he's going to share his observations with us. So what do you say we, uh, we get him on the phone there, Steve? Yeah, let's hear it. Wampa Wampa, guys. Hey, Chris. How's, How's it going, going, man? How's it going good? Yeah, we got uh, Great. Steve here, and, and I'm here, and we just we really want to know, how did the how did the Boba Fisher auction go? What was it like? What was sold? What what, what did you think? I, I didn't know what to expect exactly, but um, I thought it went really well. I think uh, there was more turnout than I was um, expecting, being that it was like a local auction only. Right. And um, I don't know how, you know, and it seemed to really draw mostly locals from Pennsylvania people, except the people from out of town. They were like friends of ours and collectors <laughs> that I knew from, from different areas. And uh, um, we had a great time, you know. And unfortunately, Hurricane Irene hit that weekend. So oh, right. Lots of other guys were planning on coming, but they were sort of in the line of line of fire there. And here, North Carolina was one of the first places that was going to get hit. But actually, we took off. It wasn't even it wasn't even raining; or just barely drizzling, so we missed the whole thing. <laughs> so we sort oh, of wow. flew around the hurricane. Oh, that's great, and for for a good cause too. That's right. That's right. <laughs> So, so it was like uh, kind of like a vintage get together. But then, how much actual vintage stuff was there? I mean, I know I'd heard that a lot of a lot of his stuff had already been sold out or brokered. Or what was it like as far as like a vintage auction? Um, as far as just vintage auction, I mean, there was a large amount of modern product there. I mean, even though Boba was you know one of the old school guys, and he he was definitely collecting well into the two thousands and through the nineties, and had a tremendous amount of stuff. So vintage-wise, I mean, a collection like that, he had a lot of weird older stuff that you know, that's not, like, hugely in demand by collectors, but it's fun to kind of see. Right. You know, he had some great uh, latch-hook rugs that were that were made up, and, oh, you know, they were, like, awesome. three feet by two feet. And <laughs> he had a, two or three of those. He had one that was in, inside, like, he was quite an artist too, so he had um, his custom display cases all painted up with space scenes inside and out, and he had a, a big case that had a diorama in it with the Ewok village and all these Ewoks in there, and everything was glued in with mini rigs. And the back of the scene was like a Yoda latchhook rug kit. Oh wow! Now, now yeah. did did all of those uh, custom things sell? 
they did. Every every one of them sold. Um, something like that, though, it's kind of hard to get a really great price because you have to have the right person needs to want it and be able to transport it. Right. And all that. I think they were they were this disappointed. His door, the door to his room, sold for only ten dollars. Are you serious? Wow. That was yeah. the one thing I wanted. That was like, the, <laughs> I almost wanted to contact one of you guys to say like, hey, could you get, because in the in the video from the TV, it's like this amazing door that's like the entrance to his collection. That's right. That's right. And all, and, and, the, and the furniture and everything was painted with the same motif. Wow. Right. So, right. With Starscape and stuff. Yeah. That's, that's right. Awesome. That's right. And they were painted, and these cabinets were painted on the inside with the Starscape as well as the outside. And the door was neat. The door went to a guy that was um, sort of a longtime friend of his, so that was that was good to see it kind oh, of that's staying cool. there. But um, you know, that, that's would have been interesting, but you'd have to be able to haul it out of there, so right? And then and then you have to be like, I have a door. <laughs> you know? Then yeah, you come home and be like, hey, I got a door. <laughs> you know, honestly, if I maybe I would have considered it if I was uh, closer, but yeah, oh, that's great. And any uh, any kind of high High value vintage items go up. Um, high value. I think there was an early on. I mean, um, there was a an album that he had that Steve Sansweet took a lot of photos at the the archives when he was researching for his book from Concept to Screen to Collectible. Right. Okay. And he had corresponded, and, and he uh, had a had a whole photo album of those, and that ended up going for a four hundred. Bucks or four twenty five, something like that. That was like one of the big, higher items. Huh. I think he had like a sixty five back Jedi Boba Fett. One of the few vintage. He had some vintage card figures. Most were beaten up. This one was pretty decent shape, and it sold for like five or five fifty. Wow! Wow! And I think he had a Yak Trilogo Yak face sold for three twenty five. So, um, so his his diecast die bomber wasn't there. No, it was not. Oh, <laughs> that, was, that was long gone. Yeah, it was famous, right? Yeah. <laughs> From the video. Actually, it was funny because I, I saw, I noticed this little box, this little cardboard box full of about 10 VHS tapes of all types, and they had all handwritten labels, and it was videos of other people's collections. Wow. And there was one video from that news segment, so I have a crystal clear version of that YouTube news segment. Oh, really? Awesome. So, so you, you yeah. bought the, did you buy the tapes? I bought the tapes. Yeah, we watched them that night at Bill Cable's house. And, well, oh, we scanned through them real quickly. It's kind of dry, but um, it, was, it was fun. And, uh, <laughs> and then they had all the background footage. So when you when you see that that news um, that news clip and and Bobo was kind of walking into the room, you know, he sort of has a limp. They made him shoot that like eight times. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy has a limp, and they had him walking into the room. Uh, it was at least eight times. It was it was ridiculous. So. <laughs> It was funny. It was like 20 minutes of raw footage or so. Wow. And just them talking, and he would ask them, should I see this? Okay, and then he would go back. and So it was like unedited raw footage for that clip. It was really, really kind of fun. And then just other videos, like, you know, in the, late, in the early 90s, guys used to share their collections with each, with each other. You know, they were like pen pals, so they would write letters to each other, and they would send videotapes, and they would just, like, scan through their collections with, with the video camera, or they would set the video camera up on a tripod, and just pause it and keep putting new items in front, like a slideshow. Huh. Uh-huh. And sometimes it'd be Star Wars music. Sometimes it would be overdubbing. Um, kind of dry, but it's still kind of fun to, to see, you know, um, people from that time period and how they were sort of getting 
getting along and, and, right. and meeting each other. And, you know, those of us who were in, I was in college at the time. So I was, you know, earlier main adopters from the, you know, getting us online, you know, not counting the guys from like CompuServe in the early mid eighties and stuff, but, you know, <laughs> right. we really started taking off with all the dot edu and dot gov email addresses, you know, all these college <laughs> students were getting online and right. we started corresponding, you know, with email and everything. And then you still have this older crowd that were still doing it with a uh, pen and paper. So right. Kind of like the, uh, the original limelight style. <laughs> yeah, it really, really was like that. They trade these videotapes, you know, and it's, you're sitting around for two hours watching this and it's kind of, it's kind of boring, you know, and uh, there's some <laughs> interesting stuff in there too. We'll, we scrolled through a few of those at Bill's house at Saturday night. Well, and, well, uh, well, Chris, I see a opening for you to make a DVD. I mean, you could have the, oh, yeah. the, the Boba Fisher, Fisher outtakes, make it up for C6. I'd buy one. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> or at least put them up on YouTube because I, I, cause I've, I've heard of those videos, but I've never actually seen one. Right. And, and it really sounds like a – I don't know. Something about it does seem so quaint, the idea of – I mean, how excited would you be to get you know, the tape of the collection? That's pretty much the only way you'd ever, you'd ever know it. Wow, so that's right. That's it sounds right. like you got the the best thing uh, the best thing out there. Was there other cool like oddball stuff like that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those are the things that I was interested in. And I and honestly, I went to the auction just going to hang out and just being in on it. You know, just to just to be there because this is sort of like the one time you know, like an old school. You get a chance an old school collection gets split up. You know, and even though it had been sort of picked at over the years, but still a fairly large collection, you know, and some of his contemporaries, you know, have all sold out, you know, they sold out 10 or 15 years ago or whatever through divorce or just general liquidation, you know, and this, right. you know, but his one main contemporary is Steve Sansweet, you know, so mm-hmm. and there was lots of correspondence. Um, I got a photo album um, that had all kinds of family photos from birthdays and birthday cakes and Christmas and everything was Star Wars, you know, the <laughs> uh, custom first birthday cakes and the outfits and then photos of the collection and, and a lot of, more more than just photos, like a scrapbook almost in addition. So there was correspondence from different collectors and letters. You know, he'd written, he'd written quite a uh, long couple of letters out to, to the fan club in the early 90s protesting the cost of this uh bronze Yoda statue, like this Larry Noble statue, <laughs> a limited thing, and he was he was he was upset with them and making it unavailable through some one seller and and you know it had a high price point. He said, you know, he was on a budget and he couldn't afford to wow spend that kind of money. So that was another neat item. I was really glad to get that. And then the another thing he had he had his handwritten inventory book. It was about you. Oh, oh, wow. E-ring binder. And we've looked at it beforehand. And this meticulous, this very <laughs> meticulous guy. And Like everything he paid time. and where he got it and that kind of stuff? Not where he got it, but like lists of all the items. And like, he, you know, like a lot of the toy things, he would cut out the images from the catalogs and paste them in there. And like like <laughs> the Death Star would have a little <laughs> cut out or, or cut out from the car backs. You know, the little like Popeye's Planet image or or the the ad at image he would have that cut out from the card back and stuck in there and he would, he'd written out you know that, that it's this item and its current value and 
on and on and on with trading cards and plates. And he had a lot of stuff, you know, I didn't particularly care for in collecting. Um, from, from a collecting standpoint, right. um, but it was neat to see it all documented. One of the coolest things was he had a list of all the people he had sold his Boba Fisher coin frames to wow. in 1991 and 1990. So it was a list. And then he had another list, another thing that showed he had written down all the materials and labor that he spent making all those. And wow. he sort of assigned a cash value to that and documented <laughs> it for himself. And I guess that, and that he was doing trades for those things that he'd written, you know, if he traded it to a person or if he sold it to a person. Well, so that was, so he made, in the early 90s, he made frames for Power of the Force coins, just maybe not everyone knows that. And they're like famous for being really well made and for being made by Boba Fisher. So, wow. And so then you know where they all went. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Right, right. Up to a certain point. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he sold some after. I don't. I don't think they were only limited to that number, but there must have been a dozen sales in there, you know. Right. Names I recognized, older collectors that I knew and a couple I didn't know, but, you know, he sold one to Steve Sansweet in there. It was neat to see, um, you know, some of his correspondence with Steve, and they would trade back and forth. And it was uh, pretty neat to see stuff like that. And, you know, and he had that kind of random stuff. He had, um, you know, posters. He would he had a he had a habit that he spray mounted. He'd dry mounted all of his posters and things. So he didn't know uh-huh. if it was shrink wrapped to the board or if it was dry mounted or or whatnot. But there was quite a number. I I took a lot of photos. It was neat to see that layout. You know, and he had lots of they had separated all these loose toys and things, which I assume he had in dioramas or whatever. That they had just had those in you know like cardboard trays lots that you could pay, huh. you know. And the thing is, when you they had, um, like, the auction preview before the auction, you could walk around and you could pretty much, if you saw a few things in a tray you liked, you could take things out of another tray and build up <laughs> the tray that you wanted to bid on. So when it came up, you're like, oh, that's the one I want to bid on. And you, you could just bid on it, you know. Right. You knew kind of what was in it. And you sort of seeded it with what you wanted. And they were just, because they had so many of those tray lots, they were just kind of blowing those things out. And, huh. Uh, you know, something, he had so much ceramic stuff, it was getting out of hand, you know, from the Sigma days into the applause and <laughs> Hamilton plates and just all this stuff made for collectors, you know. And right. Had a lot of that stuff. And I was more interested in that more personal personal stuff. Yeah, I mean, to, that, that totally seemed like the best stuff, you know, to me, and it sounds to me like you could actually make a, a documentary now. Yeah, I, mean, I was going to say, I mean, <laughs> it's all all the historical data right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, it really, really is, and I, you know, and the thing is, I've known these other collectors, I never corresponded with him myself, you know, I knew guys who did, but I never actually talked to Bob Fisher, but I right. knew about him, you know, and I and I just wanted to sort of wrangle that stuff and preserve that, that, that bit of history there. So. No, that's a... Uh... That's awesome, man. That's great. Yeah. What was the most surprising thing that was sold or as far as like crazy prices or anything really high or really low? Um, they had, it was funny. They had, um, uh, you know, a lot of people saw some of the, the items online and the, the auctioneers were saying they'd gotten a lot of proxy bids, but I don't know how that was working because they clearly said that they weren't going to take any online bids. So. Right. But there was a... Um, you know, but allowed people to talk about things beforehand, you know, and there was a Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill autographed, autographed picture, and they, they started the auction, and everything was always informal, um, you know, and a lot of times the auctioneer didn't know exactly what he had, so we'd yell out, 
exactly what it was. And they started that <laughs> auction for the autograph piece, and people started bidding it up, and they were like, well, we, we don't think those autographs are real. And he kind of stopped, he's like, what? And a few people were like, yeah, those things aren't right. So they're like, all right, we're starting over. You know, they had gotten up to like 250 or something the first time. So they said, nope, 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 we're starting over. We're selling it as is. You guys just heard the story, and I think it told Somebody still paid 50 bucks for the thing. <laughs> you know, they had uh, one of the P3, those Yoda cards, Tops Yoda cards. It was like Star Wars Galaxy. Oh, right, where he's like praying to some kind of god or something. That, that altar, yeah, it was like some Yoda god or something that was withdrawn. <laughs> and he had one, and they said, you know, he, the story was he got it from a Tops employee, but several people were like, we think that's not legit. But it's still sold for like 200 bucks. It's on eBay now, too. I saw it, I was like... You know, uh, they don't say, they don't say the people in the auction said it, <laughs> it looks sketchy. So, right. somebody still bought it. You know, there was a lot of that stuff ended up on eBay. There was a lot of local guys that were there that were dealers, and they uh, were just buying stuff up. But he had a lot of neat little things. He had some, I got a, a cool little mirror that was like a carnival giveaway. Um, cool. He had some more custom things that he had made. I got some mugs that he had made, like ceramic mugs that he had made, and some with his friend Ray Rutina, who was one of the other really big collectors. Um, he sold his stuff many years ago. He had a lot of great pieces, too. And, uh, and Ron Salvatore ended up buying a bunch because Ray was set up at some flea market in New York, and that's how he wanted to sell it. And nobody knew he was there, but Ron knew it. He would go every weekend and <laughs> he was buying things. So it was, that's, a, that's another old-school guy with a big collection that, that sort of sold early on and you know, this was sort of like I mentioned before, like sort of last opportunity, you know, to, to be a part of something like that. Yeah, I think I want to get Ron to tell that story on air if possible, because I, I think, yeah. think he told me part of that story once. <clears throat> And it's it's really funny, but that's uh, yeah. that's that that's not Boba. Well, awesome, Chris. That sounds like uh, man. I really wish I could have gone, if for nothing else, yeah. and come home with that door. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There was so much. I mean, there was only like maybe fifty or eighty people there. I think. Um, right. it, it ran all day long. I mean, sometimes they just had so much stuff to go through, but you could buy just huge lots of magazines, and they were selling modern toys. But it was crazy. The modern toys were selling for almost retail. I mean, they did very well. The family ended up doing very well with the newer stuff. I thought they were going to take a complete bath, but it was amazing what wow. they were getting for, for the new toys. So it was um, it was pretty surprising there. Wow. But there was quite quite an array of stuff. You know, the vintage toy wise, and you know, he had a few beat up box items. And there were some beat up carded figures. He had a few two packs. I got a cool. Um, they sold these uh, the Ewoks set of uh, four Ewoks figures, but it was interesting that the wicket was packaged upside down in the bubble. I thought that was neat, so that was one huh. I a bit up on, and, and I got that one, but um, a lot of stuff went very reasonably, too, you know, just people, you know, if you had the room, I flew up there, so I, I only had limited room. I didn't want to take a whole bunch of stuff, but you could have done pretty well buying knickknacks to trade or resell. Right. I know a few people were doing that, but it was just great fun. There were so many people there I knew, and we were just hanging out, having a good time, and just, just being part of it. Yeah, that sounds great. Well, cool. Also, Chris, you uh, you left us a, a message on the Wampa line, but I figure we, we have you here, so... Uh, you, you, Get you, to the bottom of it, yeah. yeah. You answered our question about was the the stormtrooper on the medallion, on the German medallion for Celebration Europe intentional, and what's the answer, Chris? 
Yes, it was absolutely intentional <laughs> to use the ger- the stormtrooper on the German medallion. It was. And I, we we put the uh, you know, we were trying to, to get some kind of theme, and then you know the British butler was the C three PO, and then he was on the UK <laughs> medallion, and we originally wanted to try to find the translated names for all the characters. Uh-huh. So there was like Chiketaba. Right. And um, a few of those things, but there was, it turned out that most, most of them just used the, the regular name. There wasn't a translated name, so we kind of right. scrapped that idea which was with the regular name. And I think if you use the German word for stormtrooper, I think it's like, you know, it's like 28 <laughs> letters, and it would have been maybe a little clear that you were talking about the SS and not the Star Wars oh, character. Right. Yeah, that's great. And then finally, the one last question. Someone told me that I've actually been pronouncing your name wrong every episode. They said that it's not Julius, it's Gorgulius. So, so, so which is it, Chris? Uh, the, the first one. You have it. You've good. Been okay, right? good. Because I know you're, oh, you're a polite guy, <laughs> and you let me you let me dangle. But I'm like, if I'm uh, <laughs> if I've been the whole time twenty episodes, I've been saying it wrong the whole time. No, no, no. Okay, good. Uh, I'll, uh, fortunately, I forgot who told me that, so uh, I, I won't get angry <laughs> at them. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunate. You couldn't make it to the auction, you know. I think it would have been fun to have more people there, but at the same time, that's more competition for the, the more special items that you like. Right. Even, even among the people that were there, we were kind of looking at each other as we were bidding, like, wait a minute, who's bidding on that? You look at the guy and go, okay, you take this one, or you try to... Right. You know, try to balance out the one person wouldn't try to win everything, or it was, it was a decent mix. So yeah, no, in the end, it worked out. You would have had some competition for those tapes, I'll tell you that much. So uh, it's... oh, yeah, Martin turned his <laughs> arm up, and I looked over. I was like, I want these, and he's like, Okay, okay. <laughs> as long as somebody that we knew got it, you know, there's, there's a chance of getting some, some copies and having it retained. So right. So that was. That was it. It was a great two days. And, uh, you know, unfortunate to see it gets scattered to the winds like that. But, you know, that's just what happens. You know, you can't keep a collection like that in one place. You know, the family's right. not gonna. If you're not into it, you know, you don't want all that stuff. I wouldn't want all that. Stuff <laughs> you know, you know, there was just a, you know, just a small fraction of things that I would have wanted. So, right. I, I, but you know, at the end, it was just kind of weird. You're looking at it. All the tables were completely filled, you know, Saturday morning. And then Sunday afternoon, every one of them was just bare. Everything was gone. Wow. Huh. That sounds uh, so. yeah, kind of like a weird existential crisis or something. <laughs> yeah. It was weird three days as you did and you won the item, they would bring it to your to your chair. So we had people around us had like mountains. It was like a pile. Yeah. <laughs> There were piles, yeah. So it was, uh, Did anyone bring a truck? <laughs> um, some of the Ohio guys came. They had SUVs. I know um, a couple guys there got a bunch of stuff. There was a few guys from PA that were there. The guys from D.C. drove up in a minivan, and uh, Jonathan got the big R2 toy toter in the box. That was a pretty big item. Huh. You know, so I didn't see any trucks, but there they were some SUVs filled up with, with quite a bit of stuff, and... There was some, you know, some of the locals there. They must have had their own vehicles, but I mean, I didn't know those guys and some of, you know, some of those dealers. So they kind of packed up while we were talking, and I they paid that much attention. I was on the front row, so I I, I wasn't privy to everything that was going on behind us to see how many 
big piles were loading up. And they had boxes on the side of the room. You could go fill up your big box with big items, you know, as you, you know, once I handed it to you, you were, you did whatever you wanted to. And then before you left, you went and paid your bill and, and that was it. And it was very simple, very laid back. Um, it's great that there was no online competition, that it all was there. You could stand up, you could see who was bidding, you could shoot your arm up and go, I'm bidding. And, yeah, you know, that's awesome. Have fun with it. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Well, I think uh, we'll, well, we should, we should uh, always have a correspondence, Steve. This is great. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's awesome. It's great. <laughs> It's uh, it's funny. The the best parts of our shows is always the parts that aren't us. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, and, and no, I think I think if you reverse correspondence, we could go back in time if you said, "Oh, let's let's talk about the uh, the celebration of one panels or something." Right? Oh yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. We'll we'll, we'll do that in the future. But we we won't ask yeah. you to do the lightning round, Chris. We we saw your comment that you you don't like the lightning <laughs> round anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, we can come up with a different set of questions there. It'll be more keep it keep it fresh and interesting. All right, cool. Well, we'll uh, we'll we'll task that uh, we'll put that out to the audience. What should, what should be the new lightning round questions? All right, guys, yeah. that sounds good. Cool, man. Well, thank you so it's much. Great hearing from you, Chris. Yeah, thanks a lot. All right, well, thanks to to Chris for that clearing clearing some stuff up. Yep, and we get to. Uh, also talk with him a little bit too, because it was you know it's cool that he he left a message and we were able to talk about it. Yep. Uh, now also I was thinking just because we're the Wampa Wampa, you know that's our our thing. Um, <laughs> our our uh, another friend of the Kivecast, Bill Cable, um, who is a friend even though he thinks the episodes are too long. Um, <laughs> he uh, he posted a whole bunch of pictures from DragonCon on his site CreatureCantina.com. And uh, he labeled one of them Wampa Wampa. And so I was like, oh, cool. You know, this this could be cool. And I was there with my kids. And uh, <laughs> I, I saw the word hot next to Wampa Wampa. And what I figured that meant was, I don't know, like this is a picture that's trending now. Uh, it, <laughs> it turns out it's a picture of a mildly attractive woman in a very skimpy outfit. <laughs> apparently dressed up as some kind of sexy wampa. Uh, right. <laughs> but uh, we'll, uh, I don't think we'll actually include that picture because I don't know if we go for those kinds of shenanigans here at the Kivecast. But we'll, we'll, at least, uh, we'll at least include a link. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I was thinking, Steve, maybe for, uh, for C6, you and I should go dressed up like that. Oh, man. I was going to say, what happens at DragonCon stays at DragonCon, yeah. and it should not, should not <laughs> show up at C, C6. At I, C6, I think, yeah. Uh, yeah for, for all those involved, it just would be best. Yeah, plus we gotta get our, we got to get our forlom together. Just, just right, so we're, right. We're marching in line. <laughs> uh, yeah, then, you know, Steve, I thought there was no news, but that's what's great. It's like there is as much news as you just think, oh, I guess I'll talk about that, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it's not like anything really happened. But at the same time, you can talk about, you know, you can just keep talking, which is what our fans want, Steve. Yes. <laughs> um, so another thing that was brought to my attention was this. Okay, there's going to be two things this episode where I was like, how did I not know about this? The other one will come up during feedback. Um, but this is the Star, the Star Wars site called strangestarwars.blogspot.com. Steve, had you seen this before? No, I hadn't, and uh, I mean, it's just this is just amazing. It is, I, a I love it. Truly, 
excellent Star Wars collecting site. And uh-huh. I I say that often, but I usually know who these people who the people are that make it and it's like, "Oh yeah, that's whatever and he did this and that." I I mean, maybe I know who did this and I just haven't looked hard enough. Do do you know? No, I was looking I was trying to find out anywhere on the site and I I couldn't find anyone, but uh I mean, it's just it's it's insane. Yeah, it's uh it's it's kind of a bootleg blog, but not quite. It's it's like strange stuff. Yeah. Um yeah. and I mean I guess it's mostly bootlegs, but it's got a lot of really nice write-ups. Um uh j- and it, it 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 scours the earth finding really interesting things and nice close-ups of pictures and really it's exactly the kind of site that I just I really find uh, interesting to to look at and to watch. Uh so again that's strange star wars.blogspot.com. Uh, definitely for our our purposes, the uh, the the most interesting aspect is the uh, Space Toys magazine. Yes, um, <laughs> which uh, which he includes some some quotes. Uh, <clears throat> my favorite of which is, "Will Star Wars toys be stellar collectors' items tomorrow? The authors think not, and explain their reasons." <laughs> Yeah, that's. Uh, oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, you know it was, it was in the eighties, and he goes more into it there. Um, but we may want to, I don't know, it, hey, person who made this site, kivecast at gmail.com. Maybe you can come on and talk about it. Yeah, um, I'd love, love to hear more because this is just, I mean, I'm just scratching the surface of it now and it's just... Uh, yeah, it's it's very cool. And I think, un- unfortunately, uh, we're probably not going to get Joe on again this month. Um as is evidence from the fact that my brother has to listen to this podcast just to talk to me. Uh, I'm not the best at communicating, and I only emailed him today to try and get a hold of him. I haven't gotten back. Um, so maybe we'll do like a triple interview with him. But uh, in the absence of that, this is at least some kind of uh, uh, you know bootleg-related goodness. Yeah. But yeah, so again, go check that out and spend some time on there. StrangeStarWars.blogspot.com. That's excellent. Nice plug, Steve. Usually I'm the one who does those. <laughs> it's good. I was able to take a, take a sip of my Jenny Light. It's good stuff. All right. And then I guess the last thing we have to do is try again, Steve. What are we going to try? Yes. We're going to try to get a hold of Brian Stillman to talk about Plastic Galaxy. So it's the documentary coming out uh, at Celebration 6. So uh, we'll, we'll give it a shot here. All right, excellent. Let's man, we're we're like uh, operators over here. All right, <laughs> wait. Why would that be, Steve? Operators don't call people. You see, you got to call me out if if it's just going to be me teasing you. Uh, <laughs> I say enough dumb stuff. See, you already you already caught yourself. So <laughs> yeah, I that's true. <laughs> I'm so hard on myself. You don't even have to. I'm so stupid. All right, <laughs> let's give him a call. Okay. Well, let's see if he's here this time, Steve. Okay. Hello? Is this Brian? This is Brian. All right. This is Sky. Hey, Sky. How's it going? Looks like it worked this time. Yeah, it worked. I got Steve on here, too. Hey, Brian. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Doing well. Oh, good. So how was getting that message from us last month? <laughs> um, it was, uh, it was, it was nerve-wracking as I desperately <laughs> tried to figure out how to call you guys back. But, of course, you didn't actually leave a number, so... Uh, oh. Well, yeah, we're calling you know. from Skype, so I don't know if you can leave a number on Skype. I, I, I don't know. 
But uh, anyways, it actually kind of works out good because then we do publicity for the movie two months in a row. I appreciate that. Yeah, so um, the, the, the cheapest pimping I've ever had. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, plasticgalaxymovie.com. If if you don't put the movie in there, it goes somewhere else, right? So yeah, it goes to some like plastics manufacturing company, which is right. cool <laughs> if you are looking to make your own toys, I guess. But uh, doesn't do me any good. So. Right. So so tell us a, a little bit about the about the project and where you are in it. Well. Um, it's a documentary about the history and sort of pop cultural impact of Star Wars toys. You know, it's um, I'm a collector. I'm a toy collector. I'm a, I'm a filmmaker and a journalist. And, uh, you know, when I started collecting these toys, I, I've been collecting toys for a long time. Um, vintage robots and ray guns going back to like the 30s and 40s. Uh-huh. And I kind of, a couple of years ago, reconnected with my Star Wars filled youth and started collecting again. And I went looking to see if there was a documentary about these toys. I figured after 30-something years, there <laughs> had to have been, but right. there wasn't. So I sort of had like kind of kind of this, oh, crap, I guess i got to do it myself kind of moment. <laughs> and uh, i, 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 I got to uh, tell you, that's how this podcast started. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, that's, that's the thing. That's you, know, you look for something, and unfortunately, you find that you've thought of it first, which, <laughs> right. which is too bad. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, you know, now I'm, I'm making this movie and, uh, we are, we're pretty far along in production. We've interviewed people all over the country, um, big collectors, smaller collectors, you know, people who are sort of steeped in the history of this. We've interviewed former Kenner employees and, um, yeah, you know, we're hoping to have the, the thing out on DVD, uh, at Celebration, it's Celebration 6 in August. And you guys went to Ohio, is that right? We did. We were in Ohio. We went to Cincinnati, cool. home of former home of uh, Kenner, and we did a walking tour through through Cincinnati with uh, a collector and sort of a historian named David Gall. Of course, he took yeah. us to oh, some yeah. of the key places. Yep, that was that was great, and he sort of gave us a little tour, and that'll all be on camera. So we have him talking about these different interesting places relating to the history of the toys. And we also went to Cleveland, which sort of has nothing to do with Kenner. <laughs> but <laughs> my, my thinking at the time was, well, let's get all the Ohio interviews done, not really thinking that Cleveland is like four and a half hours from Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, it's um, not that close. <laughs> no, no, it seemed like a great idea at the time. And we drove all the way across the state. And then, of course, I was flying home from Cincinnati, so we had to drive all the way back, back. a few oh, days man. later. <laughs> So, um, yeah, <laughs> we tried. So, yeah, Cincinnati. We've also been to Seattle. We were out interviewing Gus Lopez um, and a whole bunch of other people in Seattle. And, man, I don't even know where else we've been. I'm going down to West Virginia tomorrow to JediCon. Oh, great. Uh, I'll interview cool. uh, Stephen Weimer talking about bootlegs. Oh, yeah. I was at Joe Glacius' house last weekend, two weekends ago, talking about bootlegs. Oh, cool. All over the place. <laughs> wow, yeah. Great. That's all. The it's really cool because the the Cincinnati tour, you know, like I I did that I don't know a couple of years ago, and I remember thinking like people. I mean, I took pictures of it, but I really thought, wow, people would really like to see this in video form because it, it's really fun, right? Like going around Cincinnati. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, we went to four kind of key places having to do with Kenner's history. So we went to uh, 
Kenner Road, which is where the company took its name from, right. which is located right next to the old train station, which is where they modeled the Hall of Justice from Super Friends after, which is huh. sort of neat to see. Right. Um, nothing to do with Star Wars, but totally cool. <laughs> um, and then we went to the old warehouse where Kenner kept a lot of their things and where the sort of famous dumpster diving took place after Kenner had, had closed out. We went to uh, Kenner's former headquarters on uh, Vine Street, and then we went to uh, the headquarters that they sort of moved Kenner to after Hasbro bought them. Right. And uh, where they finished out their days. Right. Oh, that's great. I mean, people are, man, people are going to love that. So, you, 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 so. you're really going to get it out there August 2012, man. That's great. It sounds like you're, you've actually done a lot. Like, my fear with these kinds of things is you're like, all right, I'll do it. And then it just doesn't happen. But it seems like you're actually doing it. You're really doing it, yeah. You know, look, I, I'm, I'm hoping we hit the deadline. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I I we're I feel like I'm on schedule right now. You know, I'll tell you the key is when you to get to a point where you tell people you're doing the project, right. you know, then you can't kind of flake out anymore. Right, right. Like once I kind of started telling people, even behind the scenes that we were doing this, once I started spending money to travel and stuff like that, you really get motivated to uh, make it come to light. You know, not just because of the money you've spent. But also because you don't want, you know, a thousand pissed off Star Wars fans <laughs> coming at you, beating the hell out of you or something. So yeah. um, hopefully it'll be done. Well, that's great. Well, you know, we're, I mean, maybe we should, you know, check in with you every couple months or something. See, see how you're yeah, going. Yeah, that's what like, I was thinking. Yeah, just wet, do an update. Wet people's appetites, you know, see where else you've been, what you've been up to because – I mean, really, it sounds like you're you're doing on documentary what we're trying to do with our audio magazine, you know? <laughs> well, I, you know, I have to say, I, part of my inspiration for this was, you know, when I started looking, because the way I collect, I like to collect information about the thing, and I just don't, you know, I don't want to walk in and just buy toys or whatever. I want to learn about them, and there's so much history to these toys and everything. And so when I started collecting, I, I really looked for websites and, you know, I came across your podcast, obviously. And it was things like that that really motivated me because you can hear the passion and the history and the, the sort of depth of knowledge that's available to someone who's looking for it. And it, it gave me the sort of push to say, well, this might be something people want, but it's also something that can be done because right. um, you guys were doing it, you know, right. in, in a slightly different <laughs> format, but you're doing it. Right. You're we're chronicling doing... the history of this as we go. Right. Wow. Well, how about that, Steve? We're we're Thanks, inspirational, man. man. <laughs> that, that's very great. kind words. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seems yeah. like we're going to inspire something that uh, is going to wind up inspiring us. It'll be some kind of weird loop. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be a very. Uh, it'll probably be creepy after a while. Yeah. <laughs> a lot oh. of self-inspiration. Well, awesome. Well, yeah. Well, let's uh, let's let's say it. Let's say we'll we'll get together and and we'll. Uh, you know, kind of contact you every every couple of months. We're, we're, we would do a, a lightning round, but it turns out we have to revamp the lightning round. We've uh, we've been told that it's gotten stale, so we're uh, <laughs> maybe on the next interview we'll, we'll give you the lightning ah, round. Man, I was looking forward to getting all the bells and whistles. You were. That's okay. That's, uh, sh- that's okay. Our... I don't want you to. I don't want you to foist anything that's stale upon people, though. Uh, should we do our last <laughs> our last lightning round, Steve? The, the last lightning round, maybe. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's do our last lightning. Oh, round. I don't want to pressure. Okay. No, no. All right. No. You, you've, you've earned the last lightning round. 
Star Wars movies, uh, you know, one through six, and, and as far as your preference goes. Well, first, first of all, I should say, in my universe, there's only three. Okay. When people talk okay. about these prequels, I don't even know what they're talking about, this weird alternate universe where apparently Star Wars sucks. So, okay. um, <laughs> my, well, there goes my George Lucas interview. <laughs> um, my favorite movie is Star Wars, the first one, up okay. and down. Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and then I grudgingly accept Jedi. Really? Okay. Uh, let's see. If you were a Star Wars vintage uh, figure, what would you be? Whoa. Um, That's the big one. Wow. Well, so the figure, not necessarily the character or anything like that. I'd probably be Power Droid because um, <laughs> he's short. And I'm short. And, uh, oh, come on. And, that doesn't uh, define you. Do you also go click? I, I don't click when I walk, but I can sort of wobble forward and backwards. And there's right. a strange there's a strange protuberance from my head. Really? All right. Well, well not really, but, but I gotta uh, tell you, that's think, one of my favorite toys to play with. I mean, of all the vintage oh. toys, when I'm playing with my kids, like that, they're playing with whatever. I always got the click clack, click clack, click clack over and over again. It, it's one of my favorite toys. It's one of my favorite toys. Awesome. Oh, what, that's a good answer. Yeah, that's a great answer. Uh, what is your uh, grail? What's the the one thing you're you're really looking for? Um, I, or if man. you could own any item, yeah. Of, of if Star Wars if I could own any item, I mean, I would love to have a a pre production power droid piece. That okay. would be killer for me. I mean, I have a run of proof cards that I'm pretty proud of, and uh, I would love to have that. Um, I like a lot of the pre-production stuff. You know, there's there's so many that can't have power droid piece. Um, if anyone's listening and they want to toss one away for next to no money, give me a shout. <laughs> well, I think I think Steve and I know someone who has a little bit of power droid thing going, right, Steve? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe we can talk to him at the next meeting. You know, see if you can. Uh... <laughs> I do know of two first shots that are out there, and uh, one was offered to me, couldn't afford it. The other is even harder to get. So, uh-huh. And then there's a third, the German one floating around. But I don't hold my breath for grails, you know. Yeah. They happen or they don't. It's well, not yeah. fun to think about. Yep, and they, you know, eventually, you know, it may take decades. But And then finally, one of the hardest questions, if – your house was burning down, and you only had one Star Wars collectible to grab. And don't don't cheat like uh, like Brock did and say I'd grab a whole bunch of them. You have to just say one. Uh huh. Um, I would probably grab the um. It's hmm, a good one. Just looking around, I would probably grab the early bird set. Can I count the set as one? Okay, yes. They're all in their little tray. <laughs> Actually, wait, Steve, you're the judges. Judges? Uh, if it's all together, I think I think you're okay. Okay. <laughs> I'd probably grab that. If not, I'd probably grab a my Power Droid 20-back proof card because I got – actually, I got that from Brock, and uh, it means a lot to me on a personal level as well as it being totally cool. Right. And not sure how I'd replace it. Yeah. But you know what? These things are stuff. Everything, yeah. almost everything can be replaced. Right. So it's sort of like, it's hard to sometimes answer that stuff. Right. Um, but I do love the, the, the early bird set. That's where it all started. 
You know what I mean? That's right. where it all grew out of and came from. And I find that to be kind of the most inspiring of this whole, of like sort of all the toys. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, let's, uh, let's talk again in a, in a couple months and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll check up on your progress as we get ready. We, we actually just uncovered this, uh, uh, Brian, but we just figured out that celebration six is, uh, it's celebrating the 30th anniversary of the four long mail away offer. Um, wow! <laughs> yeah, that we, is something to celebrate. Yeah, because yes. <laughs> no, nothing else makes sense. Nothing else happened in 1982. So, uh, it, well, it, it is the 35th anniversary of Star Wars. I guess, huh? but they just did the 30th, you know, with Celebration <laughs> Four. So, yeah, but 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 let's. I mean, if you're really using logic to sort of define what <laughs> will be released or not released in the Star Wars pantheon, or to dictate what they will or will not do, right. you're probably going to just end up banging your head against the wall. So, that's true. <laughs> so that's why I think I, either of those, Forlom or 35th anniversary, I'm sort of comfortable with. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, well, we'll talk to you next time, and thanks for, uh, thanks for taking time Thank to you, talk man. to us. Yeah, thanks, good Brian. To you. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, so there you have it, our, our interview with uh, – it's nice having both of us on the interview, Steve. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't say much, but I like listening. <laughs> yeah, and, and plus, Chris Jorgulius got his last lightning round. Yes, he did. <laughs> it's funny, you know, when I listened to the, the Force cast, they used to do the same – I stole the idea from them completely. Um, ah. I mean, not the same questions, but the same idea yeah. of idea. questions. Okay. And like, okay. I've always been dying to answer those questions. Yourself, so, yeah. <laughs> so that's the only reason I wouldn't change it is if there's people who are listening and they get to be on the show. Like, ask me what the saddest moment is from the Star Wars trilogy, you know? Because they all say it's when Yoda dies, but not at all. It's when the one Ewok gets killed, as is pro- it was proven by my daughter this 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 weekend. You know, she's she's really upset about that one Ewok that gets killed. Yeah, I I gotta say when I was when I was little, I, that that kind of bummed me out too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Yoda dying is like, wait, what? He disappeared? Anyways, finish the sentence. All right, we're, we're going off the rails again, Steve. Um, yeah, here we go. We should actually mention that uh, Joe did email us back, and he was willing to record. So all of you bootleg fans, it's just because uh, we're, we're jerks that have uh, have waited too long to record this episode. <laughs> we're going to have to wait till next month. So uh, we, are, we are going right up to the wire here. Yeah, we're going right up to the wire. It's almost midnight out here, and I haven't even... I haven't even prepared my classes for tomorrow, Steve. I, uh, oh, man. Oh, yeah. boy. I'm getting up in like five <laughs> hours and preparing classes. So that being said, <laughs> uh, I think we could kind of uh, kind of speed along here, Steve. Yeah, we'll pick up the pace a bit. Yeah, let's pick up the pace. Um, you proposed a couple of limelights. I think definitely the, the one that, that's most interesting for me was, was Jared's Ewok collection. Yeah, man. What a... Man, it's just insane. And I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll include a link to it, and uh, I mean, I'm sure we'll interview him at some point because he's the the, the resident Photoshop uh, maestro. Yes. Um, but uh, really, it's just a a great a great collection of a really nice side area, and uh, yeah, I'd we, say it's like the best representation of a of a niche that I've I've seen. I mean, it's it's incredible. Because when they're done well, they make you convinced by the time you're done looking at the images that you should be collecting it too. Yes. Because, <laughs> yeah. And I got to, for me, nostalgically, you know, I've talked a lot about the, the the Ewok calendar having a lot of special meaning to me. 
Yeah. But that and like that tree house and a lot of the stuff really is, yeah. That that's really great. So I, I think uh, whenever we do have a, a long form interview with with him, we'll have to go into that more. Definitely. Um, I mean, you just you wouldn't have. I had no idea that there was this much relating to animated Ewoks out there. I had no clue. No. So it's just uh, it's staggering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's staggering. Um, yeah. Then let's. Uh, I guess should we go Nugget or Unloved, Steve? Which way do we go for that? Oh, that's a good question. Why don't we go with uh-huh. Nugget? Because we might even get even more polyvocal before the Unloved. Okay. So is everyone ready to hear something that hasn't grown stale, Steve? The one thing that will never grow steel, steel, never grow stale on the Kivecast, Nugget from the Archive. Tis a Nugget from the Archive. Tis a Nugget. Oh my god, they're gorgeous. From the Archive. Poor Obi Wan. Uh, we like, gotta, we gotta get him some love here, man. It's like three and a half hours into <laughs> our episode about Obi Wan. I don't even think we said his name once. <laughs> uh, my son was asking me today if there was a different actor for the original trilogy and the new trilogy. Oh yeah. Uh, and he asked, why didn't they just make the new one old? Uh, that was pretty funny. It's like <laughs> there's so many questions of space and time. I can't explain to you. I just turned the music up and ignored him. But. Uh, <laughs> So, so you found a good one here, Steve. Uh, that's a little bit outside of our, our usual style. Um, so yeah. What is it that you wanted to discuss, Steve, as as a nugget? All right. So, uh, what we got here is some prototype clothing for the 12 inch Obi Wan Kenobi figure. Which, uh, what what it is? It's a it's a quote sample. So they kind of uh, did a test cut of the fabric and how much it would cost and. Uh, it's it's really cool. It's actually got the little cutouts for for the size of each piece, and uh, all the paperwork's still there. And actually, this is I mean all I guess, the paperwork. Yeah, and it, it makes sense because uh, if you know from the earlier interview with Chris, he seems like he's a bit of an archivist himself. He's got <laughs> this is from Chris's collection. So right. um, yeah, it's got pretty much everything from start to finish on on how this thing was put together. And uh, it's funny seeing how different. The, the quality of the, the cloth or the you know the material is from what the actual final product was. Um, yeah, because this is it, beautiful. Fa- I mean, he looks like a. Uh, he looks he looks like he's straight out of the like a, he's a Franciscan right there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> yeah, because he's got the he's got these knots that are tied up, and it's exactly like a Franciscan monk. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, it's just uh, I you know I thought it'd be fun to, to kind of put something out there that's different. And, and uh, I definitely had never seen this. Ever. You hadn't I mean, seen it? Oh, no, okay. I had no idea this was on the archive, and it's amazing because, first of all, I like that everything is, uh, all the paperwork is under girls' toys design fabric. <laughs> yeah. So for all of you, all of you, uh, fifteen and twelve inch collectors, you're collecting girls' toys. Yeah, you're you're collecting dolls. I don't know. I I'm sorry. I gotta say sorry <laughs> to, to Lee because uh, I know he's a big. You know, yeah. twelve inch collector of it, and uh, not nah. exactly the most feminine man that I know. But, no, uh, <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> but but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it's it's really cool, and it's a lot of this. Just, I mean, the the paper cutouts and the all the addresses, and yeah, it's a very cool thing. And exactly why we have this this podcast is to try and unearth these things that someone else has already done all the work, and we can take <laughs> some of the credit. So. Uh, 
Yeah. Excellent. Man, it's excellent. Oh, man, we both said excellent at the same time. Uh, it's a bad move, Steve. It's a bad move. Yep. Well, uh, before we actually get into the um, – before we get into the unloved item, we have a voicemail that is somewhat related to what we're going to be talking about. Oh, really? So, uh, yeah, let's let's have a voicemail uh, that's going to be asking our question and our opinion on something. Okay. You ready, Steve? I'm ready. Hey, guys. Wampa Wampa. This is uh, Chris K. from Utica. Uh, just had a little question I wanted to ask. Um, I was wondering what you guys thought of uh, play sets that were uh, released in 78, like Land of the Jawas, Hoth Ice Planet, and uh, so on. Uh, I thought maybe you guys could maybe uh, give a little insight on those. Uh, you don't have to talk about them all at once. I mean, if you want to throw them in random episodes, that'd be cool. Uh, just a little something different because, you know, they were released, uh, you know, during the, the length of the line. So that'd be uh, something interesting to hear about. And uh, maybe you have some memories on those. Uh, I know uh, the Land of the Jawa one was probably one of my favorite ones. Um, I didn't get it when it was released. I was not born yet, but a um, uh, neighbor down the street gave me one. It didn't have the uh, sand crawler behind it, but I just remember the sand base. And uh, last year I got an actual uh, box, Land of the Jawa's place, and that brought back a lot of memories. I had a lot of fun getting down to... Uh, the action figure level itself and, you know, just making up my own scenes and everything. So just want to hear you guys' thoughts on those and uh, keep up the good work, guys. Well, thanks for calling, Chris. Uh, to uh, Chris number two out of the three Chris's that have called the uh, the Wampa line. Um, <laughs> yeah, about about the well, – let's just start with the Land of the Jawas. Uh, have I even talked about my memory of Land of the Jawas yet, Steve? I forget. I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, it's funny. I think we have a kind of similar memory. Uh, yeah, and I, yeah. Because and I think I, I made two, actually. Go ahead. Well, I, I definitely did not have the whole thing. I just had some little tiny bit, and it was all broken up. And, I mean, the elevator bit worked a little bit, but not really. Yeah. And uh, the same thing with the, with the, the playset that was Hoth. Pretty much all of the ones that I had were just ravaged by my three older brothers. Um, so I remember thinking, I remember distinctly thinking, this would be great if it wasn't completely broken. That was just my, my general take on it. What, yeah. What's what's your memory, Steve? It, well, mine's it's along the same lines. My older brother uh, apparently had this when you know it first came out, and what I ended up with, you know, like the, in the late '80s, was just the base. So I had no idea that the sand crawler <laughs> or anything was a part of it, and I was so stoked to not have. Like I was just like Tatooine was my sandbox. So when I found this, I for some reason instead of going with real sand, I thought it was way cooler to use the base of that playset. <laughs> <laughs> so I had no idea what it was. I just figured, oh, you know, it's it's Tatooine, and and it's actually for the toys. So I figured I might as well use it. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's uh, and and actually, I recently got a a a Canadian Land of the Jawas, uh, just just on impulse. Uh, <laughs> someone was selling it, and uh, oh no, trading it. I traded it with, uh, with Aaron actually. Very cool. And I have no reason to have it. And actually, my son wound up sneaking away with the escape pod. Oh man! And uh, I can't get it back. He loves it. I mean, he plays <laughs> oh. that escape pod all the time, and the hinge has not broken. It's just, it's a ticking time bomb, Steve. Oh man! You know the hinge is from '79. You know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> but you know he jams it with as many clone troopers as he can, and yeah. 
That's great. Yeah, yeah, it's great. So that is a great, great question, Chris. And that actually leads into our unloved item of the month. Yeah, the Star Wars action display stand for Star Wars action figures, as it says in the the catalog. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know if they really needed to to put that second part in there, but, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, so um, this is one thing I kind of always sort of known about, but it just never really struck me as anything that, that crazy, but uh, the the write-up on it, when it, it's actually pretty neat. I mean, it was a mail-away in 1978, and uh, it just, it kind of shows the simplicity of things when they first started, because it's just, you know, that basic platform, and and its coolest feature is, uh, let's see, uh, alright, so it's sturdy plastic display stand complete with intergalactic space setting provides realistic Star Wars backdrop for added play. Action levers on display stand move figures back and forth. So that you are limited to moving your figures back and forth. Yes, they can shuffle, Steve. That's about yes. it. Yeah. So uh, they yeah, can I don't know. shuffle, and then and then you're done. It, and then it totally made sense to me. It's it's you know not quite 1988. You still got the disco thing going on, so I'm just picturing a disco ball above this with all the figures kind of moving around and, and spinning on their, their dials. But Well, not all the figures, because only like <laughs> well, three of the them 12, move. first 12, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, I, I know, I, I don't know how, how much of a demand there is for these out there, but um, it's it's interesting, because the, the in-store version that this is talking about was actually apparently pretty rare. So. Yeah, no, I think they're, they're, they're pretty, they're not that unloved. Not that unloved. All right, Space Freaks. Uh, I think we're actually – why don't we just kind of speed things up even more? Um, <laughs> we already have a, a triple Joe. Why don't we have a, a double market watch next month? Okay. Um, Steve, as always, has a whole nice long list of good stuff. We'll pair those up with the Han ones next month, and uh, maybe we'll have a little bit less like just having the two interviews. and uh, We've just been like waxing poetic. and. Uh, <laughs> So we're we're not we're not going to not give it. It's just not going to be this month. What, what do you think, Steve? Are people going to be too upset? Uh, I think they, that that uh, I think they'll survive. <laughs> it's, it's been it's been pretty much gold the whole the whole episode. Yeah, so far. that's been but it's been great. We can go into we can go into feedback. So once again, kivecast at gmail dot com or pocket wampa p o k u t wampa, um, and we got a fair amount of feedback. Uh, uh, probably the coolest thing is this gift from Martin Thurn, who uh, was pleased that we mentioned his old magazine. So he sent me out uh, an, ep- an issue of his Star Wars Collector magazine from 1997 oh, cool. that he edited and made. And we're going to have to talk about this again. We're going to have to have a whole – we're going to have to interview him and because this is – I didn't know this existed. This was this whole long magazine. You've got like pages and pages of – Content written by Gus Lopez and Steve Sansweet, and it's really just awesome. And I didn't. Did you know this existed, Steve? No, no, I, I hadn't heard of it. God, why are we so stupid? How do we not know I, I don't this? Know. How is this like <laughs> our hobby and the thing we do? And we think this much about it, and we don't know about it. It's terrible. <laughs> but anyways, it's pretty awesome. Uh, in general, in the feedback, people just went crazy for the. The Wooten interview. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, you know, I'm kind of in that group. I didn't, you know, get to hear it the first time, and so hearing it on there, I'm, I'm with everybody else. That was, that was yeah. just uh, great. And it was funny because he was 
fairly certain that it wasn't going well <laughs> and <laughs> and that it wasn't very interesting. And I, I kind of be like, uh, no, John, this is like one of the best interviews we've ever done. Just just keep talking. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that, that went over well. Um, that and we got an email from, from Bob who uh, was listening to, to Wooten's story and he sent us a photo. Uh, he was in the room with Dan Florida. Which and, which Bob is this? Uh, it's Bob M. M. So yeah, yeah, Bob, uh, the Luke Jedi guy. Oh, okay, that Bob. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's right. Right. I don't. I don't. It's not. It's a ends and an I. I think Bob. Yeah. M, something or other. You know, we've got Jorgulius. We'll get his name next time. But uh, <laughs> he sent a picture of uh, of the velvet rope, which was in front of Dan Florida's room. Um. So that, that's huh. that's pretty funny that John was oh, making great. reference to that. So another <laughs> kind of connection to that story. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much the feedback for this month. Um, I think you know we're going to. I think next month things will be a little bit more relaxed, Steve. I think the audience okay. is probably getting anxious even hearing me because they can hear how much I have to go. <laughs> uh, but I suppose it is worth mentioning. Not only was that the last. Uh, uh, lightning round, Steve. It's the last month of fantasy baseball. Oh my goodness! And I'd like to do one more interview, Steve. Let's interview one of the champions of the league. Go ahead, Steve. <laughs> We're gonna interview uh, our uh, fellow Kivecast uh, creator, Sky Payne. <laughs> yes, I thank you very much, Steve. Uh, <laughs> what would you like to ask me? No, yeah, it, it uh, came down to the last day. Literally, the last day. It came down to one strikeout and one steal, and I was I managed to tie with uh, Doctor Jedi on the forums, uh, uh, Chris. Who, I mean, uh, he managed <laughs> just so well. I don't know how how I eked it out, but uh, it was it's quite first, a season. Uh, the first coat, like first tie for for first place that's yep. ever happened. Yeah, the first week. ever tie. And do you know what I'm going to do with my winnings, Steve? What's that? I'm going to finally buy the the blacklight art chewy that I commissioned from, <laughs> from uh, Bruce <laughs> all the way back in oh, March. Awesome. <laughs> I just, that's emailed, a good, I just, good, emailed him good. I, I was like, Hey, I've, I have you, I haven't forgotten. So how about it? <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yep. So yeah, all, all's well that ends well. Kive cast. It's not just about baseball. But where, where did you end up, Steve? Um, I think I ended up in sixth or right, right smack dab in the middle, which is, uh, you know, considering how bad my team was, <laughs> I, I consider myself lucky. Yeah. But, uh, you know. Awesome. Well then, uh, all of our British listeners, please, uh, send Steve all of the rules of cricket so we can figure out how to keep up with that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Awesome, Steve. Well, I look forward to next month. We'll catch up with, with Joe. We'll talk a little bit of Hans, Hans Olo. Yes. Yes. Uh, we'll do a couple market watches. And, uh, yeah, man. It's going to be another great episode. Yeah, for sure. All right. Wampa Wampa. Adios. This podcast is not endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited, Hasbro Toys, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The official Star Wars site can be found at www.starwars.com. The official Hasbro site can be found at www.hasbro.com. Star Wars all names and sounds of Star Wars characters and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or the respective copyright and trademark holders. 
All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Star Wars Collector's Archive, unless otherwise indicated.